How are you dealing with the heat down in North Carolina, Lex? Ooh, baby. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every year I'm like, oh my God, this is unbearable. And then I don't know how I survive it. I think it's like in childbirth where you black it out, you know, like, yeah. that, I mean, not to that extent, obviously. I'm not comparing to childbirth, <laughs> but I feel like. If I remembered how bad it was, I would move. So my brain was like, no, 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 not today. Right. I get that. But I feel like on the opposite side, though, anywhere you move to make a milder summer, you're going to have a much harsher winter, which I feel like is not good for you. (laughs) And why do you say that? (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking that like seasonal affective disorder is a thing. And (laughs) (laughs) I actually saw, oh my gosh, wait, this morning in the gym on the TV, it was playing the Today Show and it's, they were talking about seasonal affective disorder and that a new study came out said it affects like 20% of Americans. I think we should do a whole episode about this because... It's awful. And yeah, make a note. Jot that down. Okay. <laughs> five because we're doing something different for season four, which we will explain later. But I feel like it has to, like, I mean, I know I say this about everything, but I can't fathom that people live normal functioning lives without seasonal depression. It just can't click in my brain. But that's the thing. No, same. Because <laughs> how are you not depressed during the winter? <laughs> It's like there are so many fun, exciting, happy things. And then, bam, out of nowhere, it's like, oh, I can't move today, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I completely understand. But this is also why we talked about this before. People in, like, Alaska has the highest per capita murder rate. Murder and millionaires, supposedly. Ooh, I don't know if I buy that. Per capita, though, I think is the key. Uh, or maybe it's the most millionaires who are also murderers, which is pretty niche. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty niche. <laughs> it's like the scenario where it's like, if I had a nickel for every time it happened, I'd only have two nickels. <laughs> However, it's pretty weird that it happened twice. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're in a room with someone, it's like, oh, you're a millionaire too but are you a murderer? And it's like, we're <laughs> both murderers. <laughs> if you're in Alaska, apparently it goes up. <laughs> Pretty high. I'm Lexi. And I'm Lane. And this is My Therapist Told Me. The podcast where we unpack our lives and encourage you to do the same. Another season in the books. I can't believe it's already been another one. Another one. Another one. (laughs) So I'm excited because we're starting this final debrief out with some therapy hot takes, which... I love a hot take every now and then, so I'm excited. What about you? 
Same. I, I love a hot take and I feel like this is more fun than mean tweets. So. <laughs> so we asked our listeners to send in some of their hot takes and we're going to read three of them and then also share one from each of us. So five therapy hot takes. Let's go. We had one listener write in and say, sometimes diet exercise and sleep can do the job a therapist can do. Mm. Which I don't entirely disagree with, but I would suggest, you know, having a regulated diet and exercise routine and sleep schedule in combination with therapy. Love that. I think that's awesome, but hard to achieve. (laughs) I think that I agree with this person I think that yeah I mean if you can get all of those things I think you're really nailing life at that point but I know for me if something like my sleep schedule is improved then it may be a little harder for me to maintain my exercise levels or my social outings or even the amount that I'm cooking in my diet so I definitely think that's the goal I think for me it's like the activation energy and the balance to do all of those things at one time can be challenging Mm, not the activation energy. Who I was just I just went off with <laughs> about activation energy because I was saying I have to vacuum my bedroom and I have slowly been moving the task on my calendar every single day for a full week. <laughs> And I know it's going to take me literally three minutes, but it's like the thought of starting it is just so overwhelming to me that I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I don't do it tomorrow. (laughs) So sorry, quick tangent. All right. Our second hot take. This person says, not that hot, but a discovery. You can give your therapist feedback. They aren't perfect. And while I love... I will say as a people pleaser, it is a hard no from me because (laughs) I I just, I think that it's important to have that open discourse with your therapist or counselor or even, you know, whatever medical professional, but that seems really challenging for me to be able to sit down and do. (laughs) I completely hear you there. I think it would be hard to give a therapist feedback, but as has been mentioned on the pod a few times it's always important to do trial runs and if you find one that you feel like you are vibing with maybe it's not 100 perfect and you should give them just a little bit of feedback you know nudge them in certain directions to make sure that you get the most out of your time in therapy performance evaluation <clears throat> performance reviews triggering. <laughs> <laughs> our third hot take comes from a woman <laughs> it says As a woman, I haven't had a male therapist that could completely relate or understand. And we kind of talked about this on the pod during Avery's episode, right? Like finding a therapist that matches your identity, someone that you feel comfortable with. Um, And if they don't match your identities, right, at least can relate to them on some level or deeply empathize with them enough to where you feel safe. And so... Even for me, right, when I was looking for my therapist, I knew I wanted someone who was identified as queer just because it was important to me. I wanted them to be able to relate on that level just because I feel like straight people couldn't relate to some of the issues that I was facing. So, I think that 
that's totally valid. And I actually just had this conversation with my dad like two days ago because we were talking about that episode. And I he had said that, you know, well, a good therapist should be able to work with person with a person from any identity, any background. And I definitely agree with that, but we don't live in a perfect world. So I think that when you can find someone who can understand and share those lived experiences with you, it builds that layer of trust that is just going to make something like therapy, which can be sort of intimidating, a whole lot easier and maybe more meaningful even too. Yeah, fully agree. All right, Lex, what's your hot take on therapy? My hot take on therapy, I've mentioned this briefly in past episodes, but I hate therapy while I'm going through it and even sometimes a little bit afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like because it brings up like, you know, a lot of feelings and it's uncomfortable and sometimes I have to sit with new realizations and reflect more and it's not an easy thing. It's not like I get an instant relief. But I think for me in the long run, it's obviously served its purposes in a lot of ways and has helped me to really prioritize my mental health and well-being. So it's not something I would give up at this point in my life, but I definitely get anxious like leading up to it. And even in the moment, sometimes it can be sort of not fun. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my hot. I completely hear you there. I feel like leading up to it and in the moment is probably the worst part of therapy but then afterwards i typically have a a nice release so yeah i hear you well what is your hot take lane i think my hot take on therapy is just around the language that is used oftentimes i think people Mm -hmm. weaponize it almost as a way of trying to to use the language outside of the walls of therapy, right? It doesn't make sense to people who aren't in therapy. Most of the time, it's not very accessible. And so I think providing context on the language that we use is super important, right? So if we're setting boundaries or creating space for ourselves, we have to put that into more human language and not make it sound so robotic in order to, mm-hmm. you know, really communicate whatever we're trying to say to the people around us. Yeah, so important. Even thinking about barriers. I wonder if that's a reason why some people might not join therapy or try therapy because they're worried they worried they don't understand what those things mean or how they, you know, would be able to manage that in a conversation. That's a really good call out. Okay. Well, let's move into our debrief questions. They're pretty similar to what we talked about in December when we ended our last full season, but it's been six months, which is crazy. So I'm expecting at least a few new different fun answers (laughs) for the people. So my first question for you, Lane, is what has been your favorite part of making this season? It's easily the guests that we've had on. They've been the best part of the season. Just being able to have our friends on, have them share their stories and their insights has just been so refreshing for me to be able to just spend very curated and dedicated time with them talking about something that's so important. So yeah, what's yours? I think mine is also the guests. We have the coolest friends, (laughs) and I think that it's really 
as adults, it's really challenging to sit down and talk about your mental health openly with friends just because, for example, I see you in person every few months and I don't want to take that time necessarily unpacking trauma-related issues. I want to spend it (laughs) doing fun things together, focusing on the present moment, you know, just being there together. And so, like you said, cultivating that time to do that with people we care about is something really special. And they were all so vulnerable and had like amazing reflections and perspectives and insights about these sorts of things. And I just feel like I learned so much from every single person that we had. And I don't know, it's kind of fun interviewing. I think you said this earlier that you feel like Barbara Walters when we have guests on the show. Because it's just like, it's a really, I don't know, it's just kind of fun to put on an interviewer hat and just pretend like I know what I'm doing. Absolutely. We were in our Barbara Walters era this season, and I hope we don't exit it anytime (laughs) soon, personally. Yes. Oh, no. I hope we'll, I hope all of our friends have mental health issues and are willing to talk about them on the podcast. (laughs) All right, Lex, what do you hope people gained from the podcast this season? I think what I have really liked this season has been the way that we talked about access to therapy. I love that we're able to use this podcast as a platform to get people excited about therapy and the things that you can talk about in it. And I know that we've gotten some feedback even, which makes me feel really good, that people have started going to therapy after our podcast, which, you know, was a side effect of our intention, I think, for starting this. But it's hard to sit here every week and close and say, you know, go to therapy when we know that's not accessible for everyone and we know it's not always an option. And so I think being able to call that out in a way and unpack it a little bit more has been a great way to show a different side of what that can look like for us and, you know, who that's accessible for. What about you? I love that. Yeah, I think that what I want people to get out of this season, the accessibility is kind of a theme within it, but I think ultimately just the variety of life experiences that lead people to therapy or the variety of Mm -hmm. things that people talk about in therapy. I think that our first season was really particular to us, right? Like it was very mm-hmm. personal stories that we were sharing. And then in the second season, it kind of broadened a bit. And then I think this season really just expanded the horizons even further, right? We really like encapsulated a, a range of things that people go to therapy for, talk about with their therapists. And yeah, so I just, I want, people to kind of understand that all walks of life, all roads can still lead you back to therapy. Mm. And, you know, there's not a wrong thing to talk about uh, when you get to that step in your journey. That is so beautiful. Uh, All right. My last question for you today, keeping it short and sweet. It's been a long season. We're tired. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. We love it. I'd love to know a little bit more about your goals for yourself and for the podcast in the remaining six months of 2023. What are you hoping for? Yeah, goals for myself. I hope to not get too terribly stressed out wedding planning. 
<laughs> I hope to keep the momentum I have going at work right now, something super important to me. And I hope to continue to focus my energy on the relationships that I have around me. I still think I can get swept up mm -hmm. with how busy life gets, and I don't want to neglect those in that time frame, right? Like I, I really want to keep up the, the energy that I've been putting towards relationships in my life. As far as for the podcast, mm -hmm. I think that we are going to be releasing another season before the, the end of the year within the next six months. Uh, wow. If I may say so myself. <laughs> so I really want to continue to deliver content that is fresh and exciting for people, you know, continue to grow our following and encourage people to, to get out there and get in therapy. What about you, Lex? What are you most excited about over the next six months? Ooh, personally, I'm really wanting to maintain the boundaries that I've started to set. I've been really intentional about sticking to those these past six months, and I'm proud of myself. So I want to maintain that energy. You know, work is going great right now. Always got to add that as a caveat. Yeah. So I hope that continues. It's still something I really enjoy, which I never thought I would feel really fulfilled from a career. So that's pretty cool. You know, keep exploring all my passions. I'm seriously considering being more intentional about dating, which oh. is scary. I know. I'm like, maybe I should put myself out there again. Not that I haven't been, but I feel like I've been putting off an aura that's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> so if you know anyone, you let me know. <laughs> As for the pod, I think that, well, let me back up. That was me manifesting that I find someone as well. I feel like if I put it onto the internet, it has to happen. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. A million percent. Being vulnerable. But yes, for the pod, definitely want to continue to grow our followers. I know we joke a lot in season one about our four listeners, but <laughs> some of our episodes have like 150 views, which is I know it's really small, but it's like way bigger than we ever expected it to get. And Absolutely. so it's just cool. And I know they're like our friends and our family, but maybe there's one stranger who found us on the internet and this <laughs> one's for you, friend. Okay. So definitely that. And can we tell them what we're doing next season? Because I'm really excited about it. I think we have to. Okay. So we're wanting to do a book club because... We're book nerds and we're just so excited about reading stories about mental health and different topics related to mental health, anything from memoirs to, you know, just like nonfiction stories about these sorts of things. And I think that it's cool because one of our very first episodes about attachment styles was based off of this book about it. And then, you know, we connected it to our lives. But it's really cool to feel like we're going back to that and it's something that we're going to enjoy and have a lot of fun with and it's new. So I'm super pumped and I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, I'm super excited, um, especially because we're going to be exploring topics that we might feel right now have no connection to our lives. And we're going to read this book and then we're mm -hmm. going to tell you all about it and be able to connect it back. And I'm really excited 
because at the end of the day, we're just nerds. So. <laughs> so embarrassing, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, folks, we're ready to sign off on this season. We hope that you have enjoyed listening and we will catch you back here in a couple of months with our next season of the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for all your continued support and the ways that you show your love to us. We see you and we're so, so grateful. So thank you and we'll see you in therapy. See you in therapy.